You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. David Dennis, Jr., Corby Crone, and Tim Kalashaw, Bill Plasky. Can he pick it? Yes, he can. Can he pick it? Yes, he can. You got it? All right. I wasn't sure if everybody was going to get this. Anthony Richardson, roller coaster of a game. Ready Rodgers for the Jets. And week zero of college football. Let's go. USC, baby. 12 and 0. It starts Saturday. <laughs> Already? Just be happy you've Saturday. got parking for the game. All right, Plasty? Yeah. That's your win for the week. That's my win. <laughs> Another perfect appearance from Kenny Pickett last night. That's how we start. Steelers ending the preseason 3-0. It was five touchdowns and five drives over three games for Pickett. 13 for 15, 199 yards. That is a perfect 158.3 passer rating. And it's the debate of our day. Could Kenny Pickett be a player to make a leap this year? Courtney Cronin around the horn to you. What have you seen? What have you learned about Kenny Pickett this month? Tony, the Steelers don't need to minimize Pickett's perfect preseason performances. How's that for some alliteration? To just being something that happened in the preseason, there's a lot to build on here. Remember, this is a quarterback who in his rookie season threw more interceptions than touchdowns. The interceptions have not been a part of his stat line in preseason games, and they haven't been the storyline in camp. We've seen him spread the ball around just like he did in this preseason finale, 4-4 for 86 yards to four different pass catchers. On top of that, he's airing the ball out more, meaning he's got the trust of offensive coordinator Matt Canada, something that maybe he didn't have as much last year, but he's showing that he can grow within this offense, that he can sling the ball downfield, take the deep shots, and that he can be really accurate too. That perfect passer rating is something that looks great in the preseason, looks great any time of year. I think it's something they can build upon okay. and continue forward here in so 2023. So with that Steeler looking background behind you, a little bit of an award tour for Kenny Pickett, maybe, this year. Tim Kalisho, how about you? Uh, Tony, shouldn't the debate be why 13 for 15 is perfect? In the NFL, I mean, what if Oppenheimer looked at things that way? Yeah, this works 13 out of 15 times. Let's go with it. This thing works. It's crazy. Now, as far as Kenny Pickett goes, I think the arrow's going up, but I think it's like a slow-moving escalator. It's kind of going, kind of going like this. Uh, you know, it's going up, but not. Let's not go too fast. He threw more interceptions than touchdowns. You can do that as a rookie. You better not do it a second time. You're going to have a very short career. He's got to. He's got to. Use those two really good wide receivers he's got. And I think he'll grow some this year. I still think it's tough for that team to get out of the cellar. All right, less than a leap then. You're thinking maybe a step or maybe a little bit of an escalator moving at at the airport, moving sidewalk. Lower end theory about Kenny Pickett. All right, David Dennis Jr., how about you? 15 passes, guys. 
This is equivalent of like a perfect half of football. And plus, this is the against preseason teams, against B squads. Like, what are we doing here? I have perfect rating in our pre-production meetings, and I still lose to Cronin every time we come on the actual show. So it's really pretty meaningless. I think the Steelers are going to do the Steelers have a lot to look forward to for this season. Things, uh, mainly the fact that Mike Tomlin is going into a seven, possibly a 17th season of being a 500 more team, and the actual stud who's going to probably have the big breakout season this year is George Pickens, who looks like you know the best athlete on the field whenever he's out there, and that running uh, you know uh, back core seems good like they seem like they have enough around them to be decent this year, but it's not going to be on the back of Kenny Pickett being the second coming of Tom Brady somehow. Bill Plaschke. This is a lot more than 15 passes, David. This is, goes back to last season. I'm sure you all watched the end of last season. The last nine games, the Steelers were 6-2. and two. Kenny Pickett was the eighth-ranked quarterback in the okay. NFL, had a, had a quarterback rating equal to Joe Burrow. This has been coming. This has been coming, and it's, it's, it's still coming. Yeah, no, I, I think Kenny Pickett, he, he hit George Pickens deep. He hits Pat, Pat Fryer moved short. He's, he's really come around. He's come of age, and it started last year. This is, this is not an escalator. This is a elevator going straight to the top. Oh, really? Okay. So you're really high on yeah. Pickett. Oh. That's the scenario yeah, from Plasky. I'll give the last word to Cronin. You go back to the 2022 season, those final nine games where he led four game-winning drives, that's the stuff that they brought into this preseason. How can you build upon that? And it's very clear that they're doing that in, in a division that a lot of people have them picked last. But then again, the AFC North is probably a little bit more open than we're making it where the, the line of delineation is between a Pittsburgh and a Cleveland might not be as far apart as you think. And if Kenny Pickett can make that jump, whether it's a big leap or a step, it won't be a half step. He's clearly on his way to becoming a better quarterback in his second season. More on the quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson made his preseason finale last night. This throw had some wows. There were a bunch of runs, as you have known him to do at his time in Florida. This celebration mocking the Eagles in a preseason game got noticed. And he has a slippery ball situation, apparently. He's done this a couple of times this summer. Six of 17, three scoring drives. And as you know, with Indianapolis, not just a rookie quarterback, rookie coach, and rookie coach Shane Steichen on his QB1. Shoot, I thought he did a solid job. End quote. Tim. What have you seen? What did you learn from Anthony Richardson this month? I haven't learned so much from Richardson as I have about the Colts in general, as has another panelist on this show referring to a Super Bowl pick that does not need to be mentioned uh, I think longer. you just made it uh, last this year. Is yes. an organization, this is an organization you cannot trust. And who else goes out and says, let's get a rookie head coach and let's get a rookie quarterback who wasn't even an efficient passer in the SEC. But he does spectacular things. He's basically the Deion Sanders baseball player of quarterbacks. He might do something nobody else can do, but if you want efficiency and consistency, he's not anywhere near that mark, and you're going to start him week one, even though guys like Patrick Mahomes sit the first 15 weeks. I think the whole thing in the Colts' mind is crazy. I'd start Gardner Minshew. I think they're in for a rough ride. Mm. Courtney Cronin, you did not cover last night's game, but you did report from a split practice with Chicago last week. What have you seen from Anthony Richardson? 
up and down, a lot of these same things that we saw last night. That 6 of 17 stat line doesn't look great when it came against a set of Eagles backups, but that doesn't tell the full story of the poise and the comfort that you're starting to see from Anthony Richardson. The first drive they had last night was a disaster, but when the second drive, when they go hurry-up mode, that's Anthony Richardson in his bag. What really stood out to me, though, are those third-down scrambles, one of which he would have converted had there not been a holding penalty on Quinton Nelson, but that's where you, they can really make their hay with Anthony Richardson in ways that we haven't seen this preseason and the jury's still out how they're going to want to utilize his athleticism but I think this is going to be the storyline for the entire season a lot of up and downs the accuracy issues will be zeroed in on and as he grows within this offense the Colts will grow with how they call plays around him to get the most out of him in year one gut check though Tim Kalisha said he'd be starting Gardner Minshew if he was the coach of Indianapolis would you I think that knowing that this was the quarterback that they don't want, you never want to be in a situation where you're drafting top five again. You might as well start him. You know this is going to be a year of growth, and you can tailor things to him offensively, and you don't have to, like, start that process five, six weeks into the season. Bill Plasky. Start Gardner Minshew. This is ridiculous. This kid, they had the worst pass blocking offensive line in the league last year. He's got one receiver. We don't know who his running back's going to be. He's going to get hammered back there. He's going to be a great quarterback one day. He's not ready yet. He's not. His 45% completion percentage during the, po- the preseason was the worst of any quarterback with 20 uh, or more attempts. He's just not. He's not ready. The team's not ready for him. Don't rush him. Don't get him killed out there. Start Gardner Minshew. David Dennis Jr. You can't bench the guy. I mean, he went out there and looked like the best athlete in the field. Again, he has the potential to be a 1,000-yard rusher at quarterback. Obviously, that 6-for-17 is contested three-point shot percentage, which you don't ever want to see from a quarterback, but there, he's only going to get better. <laughs> he was under pressure and under duress a lot, and he was finding ways to get around that defense. He's only going to get better. Give him a chance. It's low stakes. This team is going to be bad this season, and I play him as long as he can stay healthy. Once you feel like you know that he's not getting protected like he should, then maybe you bench him, but for right now, you play. Courtney, you said you don't want to be drafting top five in back-to-back drafts. If you go with the rookie who who is going to have some growing pains wouldn't that be where you might find yourself you've got this quarterback they drafted him for a reason I don't see any need to keep him on the bench if, mm-hmm. true it'd be something I mean Gardner Minshew has done a f- tremendous job as a backup in this league but they know that they want to tailor things to Anthony Richardson's skill set a different skill set than their backup quarterback there's no harm in this right now they're a team that's going to be in rebuild mode until they're not what would be really interesting though what would be really interesting is if they actually had a running game around him Evan Hall and Deion Jackson capping off those two scoring drives if yesterday only that's great there was Imagine a player who could lead the league and rushing in their backfield. Yeah. If only they had that. One more story oh, here. Yes. We were horned about a minute ago. Let's go. Jets, Giants this weekend. It's the Jets preseason closer, and we'll see Aaron Rodgers for the first time this summer in a preseason game. Let's consider this. Robert Sala says he expects it to be more than one drive for Rodgers. He wants to see transitions. He wants to see how everything plays out in a game scenario. Bill, where do you come down on the value of Rodgers playing this weekend? No value. This is a big mistake. Matthew Stafford, another veteran quarterback, came to the Rams two years ago, didn't play preseason, had 156 passer rating his first game, led him to the Super Bowl championship. He doesn't, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to play. 
This can only go badly for them. He'll be fine. He's, he's a veteran quarterback. He knows what he's doing. Leave him on the bench. Galishaw? Patrick Mahomes, a little better record than Matthew Stafford, plays in some preseason games every year. <laughs> Tom Brady in his 40s, a little better record than Matthew Stafford, played in preseason mm. games every year. It doesn't hurt. If you're a smart quarterback, you can throw the ball away. You can throw interceptions. It doesn't matter. It's good to get a few reps. A lot of teams think they're smart to not do it. Dak hasn't played in the preseason since uh, 2019. The Cowboys also lose their season opener every year. There's a pattern to these things. How? There's no correlation. There's no cor that, 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 that oh, Prescott's Cordy, fault. Cordy, where do you come down to this debate? I'm fine with it. I'm more concerned about the Jets' offensive line. I'd like to see what it looks like. They've got Lakin Tomlinson coming back for this game, Elijah Vera Tucker, Makai Becton starting. So I think four-fifths of the starting O-line will be out there in front of Aaron Rodgers. they got a lot of concerns with that position group. They might as well get one look at them in this dress rehearsal to see how it looks. And David Dennis, Jr. I mean, that doesn't bode well. You don't want Aaron Rodgers behind a bad offensive line in a preseason game. Uh, yeah. that's, that's kind of a, a, an issue there. I would say that you would play, you'd still play him limited. With, like Tim said, throw the ball away. It's not like he's going to be diving over that line and doing quarterback draws. Play him as little as possible to make everybody feel good about the fact that Aaron Rodgers can hit his targets and that offense is okay. But as soon as you find that guy getting under duress, get him out of there. Flashkey, that's worse. I already feel good about that. I don't need to see the team play to feel good about that. I feel good about that already. Well, if Flashkey feels good about it, then everybody should feel good about it. Kalashuk should feel best, though. 15 points. Fire cell next. What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Back with by Porcel, and I want to get your take on this Giannis Antetokounmpo story in the New York Times this week. I don't know, quote unquote, of all the words spoken by Giannis 
something we haven't heard from him before. Here's more. At the end of the day, I feel like all my teammates know and the organization knows that I want to win a championship. As long as we're on the same page with that and you show me and we go together to win a championship, I'm all for it. The moment I feel like, oh yeah, we're trying to rebuild, dot, 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 end quote. Anthony Cuppa wants a title commitment from the franchise before signing an extension. We're still years away from any free agency, but it seems like for the first time you might think there's hesitation here. Bill, how did you hear Giannis? Yeah, you don't turn down, turn down $173 million unless you're just one foot out the door. We're not years away from free agency, Tony. We're two years away where he can opt out of his contract. Those two, year, two years from now, LeBron retires, he becomes a Laker. Oh, that's my goodness, Bill that, Plasky, that, that, you that, are that, That's what people are talking about. People are talking about it. People are already talking about it. This is setting the whole thing up for that. So you believe these words right here, he's beginning to crack open a door. And you, yes, of course, you absolutely. think that door leads to Los Angeles. Tim Callis, how about you? Yes. The whole world is not rushing to move to Los Angeles, and I don't think Giannis <laughs> is either. This, he's answering questions about signing or not signing an extension, even when he's got three more years to go. This is really an NBA problem with the way they structure deals and when guys can sign extensions so that their entire career is basically a contract discussion. Mm. Do you believe he's leaving open a crack here, Tim, or you don't qualify this? Very small. I don't think it's foremost in his thought. 40 Cronin? Like most superstars, he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. That's not groundbreaking, and the Bucks aren't showing us that they're headed towards being in a rebuild mode. They re-signed Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton to multi-year deals this offseason. Those two were part of the championship run in 2021. Adrian Griffin, their new head coach, was Giannis's first choice. I think that we look at these comments and we always have to parse through all of it. Giannis has never said anything other than he wants to be in Milwaukee and he wants to win a championship there. He wants to play his entire career with one team, if possible, and hopefully that is Milwaukee. I don't see this as an issue, And, though. David, the idea that he won't sign an extension now or maybe even next summer, anything there? Reality, let me introduce this something I like to call the Lillard-Harden scale of superstar demand. You could be Dame Lillard, who makes no demands and stick with the team and they crumble around you, or you can go all the way to the extreme of James Harden and demand to leave every single year. As a superstar, you want to be right there in the middle where you keep the front <laughs> office a little bit on alert so they can, you know, be a little bit worried and that they can improve so you can get to the championship. Giannis is hitting right in that middle sweet spot on the Lillard-Harden scale of superstar demand. Perfect execution. Way to go, Giannis. He's not going anywhere. Very solid execution from David. Oh, he's coming to L.A. He's coming to the Lakers. Bill, just one conversation with that Los Angeles, please. We'll move on. Basketball World Cup began today and starts tomorrow morning for Team USA. In the pre-showcase, the national team went 5-0. Tomorrow it'll be New Zealand, Monday, Greece, and then a matchup with Jordan in Group C. Their last tune-up starting lineup was Jalen Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Mikel Bridges, Brandon Ingram, and Jaron Jackson Jr. USA not the world number one according to FIBA's ranking. Anyone know who is number one? Spain. Yes, Bill. Spain. U.S. is number two. Tim, I heard you there as well. Anyone remember where the U.S. finished last World Cup? Ninth. Seventh is correct, David Dennis Jr. So I want to know expectations for this team. David, start us off. I think this squad is going to make it at least to the semifinals. They have kind of an easy run. I want to see how Anthony Edwards plays. That 34 points against Germany was incredible. He looks like the best player on that squad. My biggest concern from them is how Canada looked coming out the gate right behind SGA at 27 and 13. 
blasting France by 30 points. That looks like the biggest contender to Team USA right now. 40 Cronin. And they won't face Canada until the semifinals at the earliest. I don't think they're going to get tested until then. They've out-rebounded teams, the five that they've already played, 234 to 185. The only time they've ever been tested was against Spain and Germany. They're too deep from top to bottom. Anthony Edwards is destroying people on both ends of the floor. They can beat you in transition. I think they'll be Jim fine. Kalisha. USA has a lot of really good young players. I think they're excited to be there. They don't have superstar talent. They don't have a Luka like Slovenia. I don't even know if they have a Shea Gilgis Alexander. I think Canada might be the correct favorite. I think USA can beat them, obviously, but that's going to be their toughest game. Go Plasky. Steve Kerr has done a great job getting them to buy into as a great young team. I think they're going to win it and watch for the best young closer in the NBA nobody knows about. Austin Reeves will be on the court at the end of the crunch. <laughs> Making big oh, shots. Yeah. Austin Reeves. You, you walk the line. Plays for the I'm a, I'm, yes, and now you have. I think we have to make it a bad phrase, at least out of the season. No! Out of the season, you're not allowed to acknowledge it. I can't be on the show anymore. Uh, you're not going to be on it right now, that's for sure. Tim <laughs> <laughs> Kalisha, David Dennis, Juju, that's our showdown next. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. What we call week zero for college football. The week before the week, that's ah. still a week. Yeah, look at our first beautiful schedule here. Tim, give us a game to get excited about. Oh, give me that early one with Navy and Notre Dame going at it over there in Dublin. Uh, not necessarily a blowout. Navy lost to Notre Dame 35-32 last year. Who knows what's going to happen? Neutral field. I'll be watching. David Dennis Jr.? So this is not technically a week zero game. It is a game that's being played this weekend. Jackson State, South Carolina State, SWAC versus MEAC. I want to see how Jackson State looks in the post-Deion Sanders era with everybody doubting them. This is a primetime game. I'm trying to see what the Tigers and the Sonic Boom of the South are bringing It's a primetime, but not primetime game, but it's a primetime no prime game. Time. I split the point. Two points, though, for Kalashaw. Always watch the first game. This is my strategy. If I were to race in a marathon, I'd sprint the first 100 meters, get the lead early, get noticed. Always start big. We'll move on. Michigan football. They have a plan. They're not playing this weekend, but they have a plan for the first three games of the season that Jim Harbaugh is going to be sitting for, suspended for, self-suspended. They're going to rotate through four coaches for head coach over three games, all right? Rotating coaches. 
James versus East Carolina, you want to be in Bowling Green. David, is this a strategy that makes sense to you? I'm all for it. I mean, the only thing that's a little weird is he hired his dad, so we have a Nepo dad situation, which is kind of strange. But I'm all for him sort of, you know, sticking his thumb at the NCAA and this, the, you know, the, the rulings that they have about him. But it also gives a lot of these coaches some chances to showcase that, you know, they can be head coaches. They're going to win these games, so why not give him a shot? You see? I'm not wild about, first of all, the schedule. They had, Michigan had UCLA on the schedule a couple of years ago. They bought their way out of that. They don't want to play a tough game up here. Is it really a penalty if Harbaugh can coach the team Monday through Friday, if he can be involved in the game plan and then just doesn't show up on Saturday? That's a pretty light self, self-imposed self penalty. Yeah, self-imposed usually means, well, you know what, we'll just see what happens. <laughs> self-imposed FaceTime here for Tim Kalashaw. Thank you, Tony. I think everybody knows what Friday night lights means. It means high school football in Texas. I know what my phone says. It says it's 7 o'clock tonight. It's going to be 105 degrees. Tonight is the first Friday night of football all across this state. Kickoff temperatures will be over 100 degrees. There's nothing really wrong with moving the playoffs into January. They did it during the pandemic a few years ago. They're starting this early because they want to finish all the playoffs. December 16th. I just hope nobody has anything terrible happen in this heat. Go Plasky, San Jose State, USC. I'll be there, USC, San Jose State, USC, 56 to nothing. (laughs) 